Just Being Honest, the JBH Podcast. Let's rock this. True food, full thought. Welcome to the Just Being Honest Podcast. This is your health and lifestyle manifestation coach, KB. Today's episode is a real treat for you. But first, a word from our sponsors. Guys, again, I cannot tell you enough how much I love this tea. Being a teaaholic myself, it's only natural I share this with you. CBD teas from brand Buddha Teas. I personally love them all, but right now I'm really loving the turmeric ginger and the CBD mint tea. Helps with inflammation and just basically all over calmness. So grab a box. Check it out on my website under the apothecary section. Shop it up. All right, but our guest today, you're not going to want to miss this. The show is all about creating that momentum in your life that you, I'm not going to say deserve, but you need to fulfill. I'm talking about passion. We meet with content strategist. He travels around the world, meeting new people, helping form the best companies in the fitness world. He does that basically, well, I'll let him tell you about that. But it's about playing to your strengths. Now, it took him years to figure that out. He did work the corporate world. But once he learned what his strengths were, he really tightened that up. And um, let me tell you, he's been a mentor of mine as well. So join me. Join me on this amazing story, this amazing adventure, my podcast. And the most important lesson I think we're all going to take away from the podcast today is failure, that scary word. But what our guest shares with you, and it's truly insightful, and it's truly invigorating, is that failure is merely a part of winning. So join me. Let's jump into this. Kiss, kiss. Hug, hug. We're diving in deep. Let's go. Hi, guys. This is KB, your health and lifestyle manifestation coach. Yes, the JBH podcast is rocking and rolling with a very special guest today. We're going to get straight into this. Welcome, fitness guru, like serious fitness guru, modern nerd, Bal Sieber. Sieber! Hey, how's it going? Hey. <laughs> Thanks for the nice intro. So Bal, Bal's going to tell you a little bit more about himself, but he's in Vancouver right now. He's kind of like... How can I describe you? It's like, where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Because he's <laughs> never in one spot. Not that I have known him too terribly long, and I met him out of a whim, like 
through the total cyber world. And I reached out to him and I said, you're crazy awesome. And basically we connected and I am like a little child, like on the tips of his wings, like following his every move. He's widely creative. He's told me, oh gosh, no, I I don't even know what I'm doing. And no, guys, if you look at his website, if you look at his content, you would like be slapping him silly in the face and be like, you're amazing. This is awesome. So, Bal, introduce yourself to my just being honest, crazy fans out there. What's up, audience? How's it going? I think we met on Instagram. Excuse me. <clears throat> Um, if I remember correctly, we met on Instagram and I think I was in Mexico at the time <laughs> and, um, yeah, I was just cruising around over there. So the, let's see, the one sheet on me would be, I am a former agency creative person, worked, uh, for a while for employers. And recently in the last couple of years, I went into business for myself and it's been a rapid learning experience and uh this is part of why i say you know i'm still learning i'm still figuring it out um but i'm pretty kind of dedicated and obsessed with it building my business is sort of uh, on my mind all the time and pretty much everything i do sort of funnels towards that um so yeah it's been a good couple years of growth and i'm excited so let's talk further because when you were okay so how many years have been you've been working for yourself Two years? two years now. Two years now. So before that, were you in a home? Were you in a stable area? Like, were you in one location? <laughs> I want to know. Yeah. 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 Um, yes. The answer is yes. I spent most of my life being very ordinary, uh, meaning... But you're extraordinary I, now. <laughs> um, like, I worked for companies. I, I spent most of my adult career in Santa Monica working for a company there, a digital advertising agency, working as a creative director for about seven years. And that's where I, like, learned a ton. And, you know, even as beautiful as Santa Monica is, uh, the place is lovely. And uh, when you have to go to the same office every single day, sit in the same seat, um, and you got to be there from nine to six or else you're going to get a guilt trip. You only have a few weeks of vacation per year. You know, it gets boring. It gets really, really boring. So I had uh, a big, big need to travel and experience life. And that kind of finally happened a little bit about three years ago. Uh, I went on a sabbatical to Thailand and it was just four months, but I wanted to see if I could work while traveling. So I wrote a book while I was traveling just to see if I could do it. And uh, it went well. I came back to the United States. Uh, I got another job for a couple of years. All the while, I was masterminding my escape. Um, uh -huh. So it's been what you, what you see now, me floating around and being like a digital nomad. That it was years in the making, and it's been very calculated maneuvers on my part. So how did you... Okay, because I'm all about, right now, I've been really, really studying about the law of attraction and about, mm -hmm. like, kind of what you, the energy you put out there, the thoughts you put out there, the thoughts that you feed yourself, you will receive. So how did you tackle a healthy mindset during maybe a not-so-comfortable time in your life when you may have been a little bit unhappy, I want to use the word depressed, correct me if I'm wrong, um, depressive state of I'm locked in a corporate setting that, yeah, I'm learning a lot, but I don't want to be in this, and I'm creating my out, you know, like, how did you stay 
you know, light at the end of the tunnel? Like really positive about that. Uh, it's a great question because I would say the answer is I have my ups and downs. You know, there's um, been a lot of moments where I have not been happy and I'm just like always thinking about what's next or what I could have or should have. And then every once in a while, I kind of like look back and I think about what my goals were a year ago and I think of where I'm at and I'm like, oh my goodness, like I should really be very grateful and, you know, this is the best time of my life and it just keeps getting better. So I think it's just kind of uh, remembering, like remembering how far I've come in how short of a time and I'm a big believer in momentum, uh, meaning once you get the ball rolling, you want to keep it rolling, keep going, keep going, never get stagnant. Um, it's, it's, it's kind of like uh, it feeds itself. Um, so I just like to keep moving, keep active, and try not to dwell. But I would say I've fallen victim to, you know, uh, negative internal thoughts uh, many times. In fact, I remember um, when I was in Mexico and it was like the rainy season. This is like four months ago. And it rained every day around like 4 p.m. And I was walking home and it was like monsooning on my head again. <laughs> and I was like, God damn, this rain. Like, screw you, Mexico. Like, it was what I was thinking. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, what am I doing? Like, why am I upset about the weather? And why am I finding someone to blame about it? Like, that is so lame. <laughs> and it's kind of like in that moment, I was like, all right, uh, let me just think about the thoughts that are going through my head. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, how positive are they? How negative are they? And I realized I was having like these negative internal thoughts um, that were literally just like self-depreciating, um, you know, negativity. No actual point to them. Okay, so... This is kind of like where I'm touching base right now with, um, I was talking to a, a friend of mine who's well to do in business. He's started many, many companies and um, I was kind of having a poo-poo day the other day mm -hmm. and we we're talking business and, you know, he was really asking me like these questions that I, and you guys can't see me, but I literally, my eyes kind of widened and I had to put my like finger on my top lip and think, uh, I don't know. He asked me, how many times have you failed? And I thought to myself, that's a good question. And he goes, are you saving yourself from failure? Because if you do that, you're not gonna, you're not gonna get anywhere in your business. Um, and that could be true. That could not be true for many people. But when you're trying to stay in your comfort zone, you're not doing much. So my next question is, were those gloomy, rainy, bullshit <laughs> Mexico days out of fear of failure and leaving that job of stability? Um, you know, I don't know that they're directly related. I think there's maybe um, a big overall impact of that that kind of fear i sort of got over that actually really um i would say it took about like eight months of sort of like when i first launched for myself i didn't know you know i had one client and i just did not know if i was going to be able to get any more so i would say it took maybe like the entire first year before i finally got comfortable and me, I just was not worried anymore. At a certain point, I started having fun again. I did, I like the first eight months, I was very focused on the business, building it, uh, getting cash in. Cash obviously fuels everything. So everything I made, I would invest back into the business. And it was really my sole focus. And it was actually right around when I arrived in Mexico because I was there for four months that I noticed that I was like, 
living it up a little. I was like making friends and going out and like I was dating a little bit and like just kind of having fun. And I was like, oh, things are changing. I'm actually like, you know, living my normal life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was great. But I'm in terms of failure, I think that failure, as someone that comes from a competitive team sports background, failure is, um, it's, uh, it's part of winning. Basically, like everyone who wins, they just win more than they lose. Um, and then you never really lose as long as you don't give up. The only people that lose are the ones that are like complaining and blaming <laughs> about loss um, and, you know, just uh, throwing in the towel. I love it. Um, so you quit your, hold on. So you were in Mexico on your sabbatical and then you went back to work or you quit while you were in Mexico? I was on my sabbatical in Thailand. Oh, that was Thailand. like three years ago. Yeah. That's right. And then I came back and worked for a couple years. And then the whole time I was just like preparing my life. Basically, I was like getting rid of things. Um, I started staying in Airbnbs and doing what I do now, which is basically like hopping around, just staying in one Airbnb for a couple months. Because you didn't want to commit to another lease or anything. We all know in LA, like lease to lease to lease or buy to buy, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I was just preparing myself. I was preparing myself emotionally, physically, um, financially, yeah. everything, just getting ready to be like a nomad. So even though I may have had a job and I was out of place, like I was kind of living that little nomadic life there. So the transition was easier. So let me ask you a question about nomadism. Nomadism. Yeah. I think I just made that. Is that a word? Um, so in this sense, did you kind of prepare yourself for a life of solitude? Like, um, cause I'm going to do a whole podcast about relationships. Um, mm. did you kind of separate yourself from making friends or, uh, you know, having a, a, you know, a significant other? I mean, did you, what did you do? I mean, like, did you just kind of dive into your new passion? I mean, I want to know about that because you're purging all of your other lifestyles so you can be ready to move and go on the go. Um, how do you deal with that? Or did you just keep people at an arm's distance? Yeah, no, I mean, uh, it's just a, a shift. I've found, first of all, when it comes to meeting new people, I found that it's not necessarily the time that you spend together, like the amount of time. It's more like the quality of that time. Love so. It. I can run into someone and like within a few days, we feel like we've known each other our entire lives Yeah, and we remain friends and it's kind of, I like hopping around because it's like, I've got a little group of friends in every port, you know, like right now I'm in Vancouver and over gradually over time, like I've built a little bit of a base here. And now whenever I come back, it'll be like a celebration, like, Hey, bow's back. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, you know, I'll just have people here in this connected age. I don't see anything wrong. Like, I've met people online that have become very, very good friends of mine. Yes. And then I'll leave and we stay connected. I mean, that's sort of the value of, especially Instagram stories, I think are really strong because like I get a sense of what's going on in their lives. They have a sense of what's going on in mine. Um, so like, for example, I'm heading to San Francisco next month and I'm going to be in LA. I have friends in LA I haven't seen for about a year. Yeah. Um, but I know what's going on with them. As soon as we see each other, it'll be like no time has passed. Exactly. Because uh, we've kind of been observing from a distance. It's so crazy. <laughs> um, and I was actually on a hike with my friend today, and we were talking about that same thing. It's like, it's like remember the days when you went on dates with people and, like, you couldn't, like, 
pre-qualify them or pre-scan them before to like cop out, you know, like on the mm-hmm. first, you know. And we're like, remember those days? We're like, no, nah, I don't know. But um, no, that's so cool because I remember when I was traveling abroad, um, I met some of the more better friends that I have today that I still talk with that are in different countries. And some of the people I went to high school with, like, we don't even talk, you know? And it's so it's crazy. You do make those, like, stronger relationships. Um, so diving more into that. So we got it out of our system that you, you broke free of, like, your corporate job. You're flying high and establishing all your content. Now let me ask you, because you are from a strong fitness background. What was that fitness background? Uh I guess basketball. It's just like athletic mentality. Uh, specifically, I played basketball my, the entire first half of my life. I went to college and got that paid for through playing basketball. Um, so that was my sport. But more than that, I think I just grew up like a little jockey bro type. And that is how my um, identity was created. Like, yeah. you know, Com- winning, losing, competitive, you know, Refining. trying to be... Details. What's that? I said refining things, details. I mean, that's kind of what I think of like when I think of athletes going into business, they're about refining things and learning how to make things better. Mm -hmm. Yes. And the mindset um, from playing sports growing up, I think it's just super valuable because it's, uh, it kind of goes back to what I was saying about momentum. Like you're just aware that, you know, there's a season and you want to end, you want to win the championship at the end of the season. You're not going to win every single game along the way. So if you look at business the same way, it's like, what do you want? You want to make $250,000 a year, 500000 whatever your goals are, that, that's the big goal. So you're not going to land every single client. Um, you know, you might swing and miss a few times, but as long as you win more than you lose, then you're making progress and you're going to get there. Okay. So my next question is, and I want you to share with our audience, how did you find your, I mean, how did you find your niche or what platform, you know, your pitch of your business? How did you, how did you discover that? Because first off, tell people what you exactly you do. Yeah, no, that's a great question because I would say that really happened recently that I really kind of honed in on it. Um, so at first, uh, the business that I'm building, which is just me and some other virtual characters, uh, that I hire on a freelance basis, uh, it started off as me freelancing, and I am a UX designer and content strategist. So that's kind of like what I was offering. Um, I'm also a content creator, meaning a photographer and filmmaker. So I just offered all of that stuff to anyone who wanted it, right? Uh, kind of like plastic thing, and I would design websites, whatever, whatever, whatever. <clears throat> and then after the first year, year or so, um, you know, we it was sort of time to take stock. It was over the holidays, these past holidays, where I was like looking at the business and I was like, okay, I, I enjoy working with health and fitness brands. Like these are the people that really empower me. These are the people that um, bring me up and bring the best out of me. I'm going to focus on the health and fitness industry. So that's gyms and training, that's nutrition and supplements, that's wearables and tech, health and fitness. And then I was like, okay, what kind of work do I enjoy doing? You know what? I enjoy the storytelling, the narrative creation of creating content, creating videos and images for social media. That's what I like doing. I don't really enjoy designing websites anymore. Like, it's all right, but it's sort of boring. Like, you're just sitting in front of a computer all the day. 
I like to collaborate with people and, you know, create content. It's just uh, super fulfilling. So we, Modern Nerd just got super tight. And now we provide content creation for social media for health and fitness brands. It's ultra, ultra niche. And the reception has been amazing. Um, I recently started doing sales calls, which isn't what I normally do. Usually I just let business come to us. So I've started like emailing people and getting interested people and it's just great when there's a health and fitness business that needs content for their brand. They're just like, Oh, you're perfect for us. Cause you do exactly what we need. Uh, it's just such a great feeling and such a great, uh, like a, an easy sell. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, like I, I wouldn't even have to be in the health and fitness realm to look at your website and say, yeah, it is super tight. It's super clean. It's like walking in. Okay. So it's like basically looking at your website it kind of says it all. It's like going into an open house on the weekend or where, whenever you go to an open house, going into an open house and saying, this is the house for me. You know, it's super clean. It's super tight. There's not a speckle of dust. You know, the kitchen is laid out just the way it's supposed to be. I mean, that's your brand. And it, it says, okay, this can provide me the life that I need. So I love that. And I love that you got super tight on that because social media obviously is huge and it's almost huge to the point where me as a uh I'm going to talk about myself for a little bit I get a little stressed out because I'm like am I doing enough am I am I not doing enough and you get so brain overloaded so it's nice to have someone like you Mm -hmm. on the other end that says this is exactly what you need to focus on first and foremost um and that's how you actually guys bowels help me tremendously tremendously on uh, tight roping my business and I still have a little more refining to do but I'm getting there um, and that's just me personally I am really good at um, what's the word um, it's kind of like on a standardized test I'm really good at you know saying is it B or is it C or should it be D so I'm good at that doing that to myself as well but we're almost there um, so <laughs> upon that you decided that and then business-wise, because I love watching your videos, how, what, like, what's your dream client to get for the health and fitness? Because I've seen you've worked with Lululemon, you've worked with many big companies out there. Who's your dream client? Oh, that's easy. Nike is my dream client because they take risks. Um, They, I'm a Nike head, like, you know, I'm almost dressed head to toe in Nike, like all the time. And their training specifically, Nike training, like their Instagram, I think it's like at Nike training, just speaks to my soul. Like it's all about um, fitness training with athleticism. Um, You know, it's kind of like CrossFit meets body weight meets just group training. Um, So their brand is so in line with me. It's nutty. And then they uh, have been known for taking chances and doing like edgy stuff. Um, Just do so it, I always think of them as my ideal brand. <laughs> Just do it, baby. So have you contacted them? Uh, no, my whole style is I create the best content I can and I collaborate with people and uh, I just get it out there and I let them come to me. Um, I have a little bit of outbound sales going on where I'm reaching out to clients and potential clients, um, but they are specifically uh, mid-sized brands, like um, 10 to 25 people, and I reach out to the founder, and the reason is because I've found, like, even though Nike would be my dream client, they're just too big for me. 
uh, meaning it wouldn't be fun working for them. So right actually, now. in a way, maybe they're right now. Yeah, like I mean, I like working with founders and and just like the people that make the decisions because they're in love with their brand. Like our ideal client is um, a product, a health and fitness product that's amazing, but is just ready to pop. Like they haven't nailed it yet. It's more like they're just like, okay, it's time for us to step up. And when we meet at that time, that's that's the right time for us to like come in and uh, and help them build out their sales funnel and create content. So you're specializing in the emerging artist. It's like when you go to like, <laughs> I love it in LA especially. They have all these art um, art events for like the emerging artists from like the universities or just people off you know like the street street artists and stuff. And it's like amazing stuff. And it's just like they just need to be hard. Um, so you're creating that like more refined, more refinedness, I guess. So tell me like why, why traveling so much? Is that just to meet people to pitch your business or, um, do you have like clients around in the places that you're traveling to? Uh, it's about freedom, baby. I mean, it's mm -hmm. just about being able to go where I want, when I want. And then, uh, yes to the clients. Like, um, I, I enjoy the fact that I don't have to just have clients in my city. I can go to wherever they are. Like th this micro consultancy that I'm building, it's liquid. The, in the intention is like someone in, in New York needs us. Great. I'll head to New York for a week and work with them. You know, I'll just make it happen. I'll hire some freelancers in New York to fill in the gaps if need be, um, to make it scalable and to make to allow us to work with a, a large variety of clients, it has to be like a completely remote situation. Yeah. So, so what yeah. do you pack? I mean, you have all this like computer. I've I've seen your content. Like you've got all this equipment and stuff. You just you don't have clothes. You have computers, <laughs> right? I don't have clothes. Um, I am definitely embracing the minimal lifestyle yeah uh so in terms of like how i dress for example it's very different from the way it used to be it's i don't have like all my clothes for summer and all my clothes for season and like uh, so many variations i'm more like i'll have my hoodie that like my favorite go-to hoodie you know for when it's colder one for when it's not as cold and then i'll have like 10 t-shirts and whatever and i just and like three pairs of pants and i'll wear them until like like it's getting worn out and then I replace it. Cool. So I, I have less clothes, um, but then I replace them more often, yeah. I guess. Well, because you <laughs> probably are so rugged and running around and yeah. <laughs> um, but I want to know, cause I'm, I don't know why I'm really on this purging kick of like getting rid of a lot of stuff myself. Um, <laughs> but, um, gosh, what was I going to say? Oh yes. Okay. So you are into the health and fitness and this is, one thing I want my listeners to kind of tap into because I have so many listeners, uh, I have some clients even that give up their healthy way of living when they're on the road. Mm. And so I have to constantly feed them with information, which is partially, you know, main reason why they hire me um, to keep them accountable. But I want to know. How do you stay athletic? Like, what's your routine? How do you stay athletic in a fitness game um, and eating healthy while you are traveling and bouncing around to so many different places? Because obviously, you're not going to have one particular gym that you go to. Uh, 
unless it's one that's all over that you can go to the gym membership. You're not going to be able to go to the same running group. Um, what do you do for yourself? Yeah, I mean, it's a matter of establishing routines, right? I'm a routine-based person. I'm doing my best work when I got my routine. So I uh, choose where I'm going to live based on three things, the Airbnb, the co-working office, and the gym. So, like, there, there's a little triangle there, right? And I'm going to find myself right in the middle. I'm going to look wherever I'm going. I'm going to be like, okay, where's the WeWork? Where's there a gym? And where, where's my Airbnb? And they all got to be in a nice little close proximity. And fortunately, you know, times are changing. Like, gyms are, you're able to go month to month um, with a lot of them. You pay a little bit more. You know, it's like $100 a month as opposed to if you signed up for a year, it would could be like 35 bucks a month or something. Um, so paying a little extra in areas like gyms, I would say before that flexibility, but super worth it for me. And I've just found as long as I have an office, um, because if I never leave my Airbnb, I go a little crazy. Um, I need yeah. to, uh, I know what I need in an, in an Airbnb. I just need like, a basically like there's a few things like I need a workspace. I need my own bathroom. I need a separate entrance, like whatever. And then, um, and then just like a top notch gym and I'm, I'm loving life. And then on the weekends, I go hike and just get out and have fun. I love it. Go meet the people. Um, yeah, like I always tell people, I'm like, okay, so if it was me um, going around, I have my non-negotiables. It's where is there a Whole Foods? <laughs> where is there a lap pool that I can swim? Um, yoga is definitely one of those. So I have to have like those establishments in a good running area for sure. Um, so mine's a little more health and fitness and stuff because I can work pretty much from anywhere. I also like a good library. But no, I hear you on that for sure. Um, so let's talk um, – okay, so let's talk about your business a little bit more because that's kind of why we have you on here first and foremost. Um, Modern Nerd. So how did you get that name? How would you come up with that name? Um, the name came from me feeling like a modern nerd, like a little bit of a juxtaposition, uh, meaning I come from this like total jock background playing sports, like definitely a guy's guy, you know, I literally say bro a lot. And, uh, but I was also this little computer nerd and I like design and I like creating things. Um, so I was the guy that was the captain of the basketball team, but then I would like spend my evenings in front of my computer, like, you know, and I was kind of shy and stuff. So I was a little bit of an anomaly and the word modern nerd felt like it summed me up. And modern nerd started as a t-shirt company. Uh, in 2012, I started this t-shirt company and I called it modern nerd and I basically took startup sayings, um, and I put them on t-shirts and, uh, I created a minimum viable product. I actually just mocked up the first five shirts in Photoshop. They didn't exist yet. And I created a nice looking website and I launched it. And if you went to buy one, it would send you to a page that says like, not available yet, please sign up. So I basically tracked which ones people wanted, which ones people clicked on for about two weeks. And then I invested in those t-shirts. And that's how I like built that and got that off the ground. Wait, so what did the, what did the t-shirts say? Um, they would say like, really, this is when, uh, just the startup culture was just popping. Right. And, um, it would be like, done is better than perfect or, um, you know, ship it, ship your minimum viable product. It would just be like stuff that like 
little nerdy like startup people yeah. would know. Um, lucky you know, Kentucky. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Um, and so modern nerd also fit with that. Like you know, you could you could just be like one side use this, one side use that, and those two aren't necessarily uh, typical. I love it. I'm totally a modern nerd. Like it's seriously like people are like, oh, what do you do for fun on the weekends? And I'm like, um, I podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I write blogs and stuff like that. And that's what I love to do. Um, yeah, I like to go out and talk to people and stuff, but I'm not, yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm, I love to learn stuff. I love to you know, read books and geek out. Totally, for sure, geek out. And that's like you always show I love on your Instagram. Guys, you've got to follow him. Um, I'll put all of his show, uh, excuse me, all of his information on the show notes. He's got the newest and like sweetest techie stuff. I want to know more about, not that I'm being endorsed by it or you are, but that thing that follows your face. That's, <laughs> what is that? Oh, I love that. Um, yeah, the part of why I, I always have these like cool little toys for creating content is I've rolled my social life into my business, meaning like I'm always collaborating with people and creating content. Uh, so like later today I'm meeting a friend, uh, and I use air quotes when I say friend cause we haven't met yet, but, uh, we know each other through Instagram and we're going to do like a little vlog and hang out and we're going to like talk and it'll be super fun. And it's going to be like the way other people would hang out, except we're going to have a camera dude there filming us <laughs> and we're going to get some great content out of it and she'll share it. I'll share it. And like, that's the way my social life is now. It revolves around collaborating with people and creating content. But I so, think that's, yeah. that's more of a raw relationship because I, I've learned, especially doing the podcast and stuff, like I could know someone for so long or you know I feel like I know them and you know just hang out and stuff but when I get them on the podcast I'm literally sitting there with my jaw dropped like well I didn't know that about you you know why didn't you tell me but you know it creates such a vulnerable environment that it's like it's so beautiful you know it's so awesome yes I've interviewed people as well for my podcast and it's awesome it's like I make a new friend you know, yeah. there'll be someone that, like, I'm just like, oh, I'm digging your Instagram. Why don't we, uh, why don't you pop on the podcast? And we, like, dive deep. I get to know them. And, you know, now they're on my list of places to visit so I can, like, hang out. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, Val's coming. To, well, maybe not just me. But we're going to hang out when he's here in L.A. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to have fun. Um, oh, gosh. Okay, so I don't want to keep you too long on here. But well, let me answer your question, though, about that little device that's tracking my yes, face. The face <laughs> So part of why I got that, it's called the DJI Osmo Mobile 2, and it's basically a gimbal or a stabilizer for your phone. Okay. Uh, what that means is it just keeps keeps it still as you move around, right? Okay. Which is important because, you know, the, the movies we watch, the television we watch, everything's stable. Everything is not all shaky like someone's holding it, unless that's the style or whatever. So I got that because I wanted to level up my Instagram stories. And I just wanted to, you know, make my, my little Instagram videos like a little more cinematic, but it has this sick software on it where you like, I wish I could demo it for you, but it's just like you select your face and then it knows where your face is. And as you move around, it's being tilts and follows. Yeah, I know the machines are watching. 
but it's um it's just sickness because you could put that on a tripod and then talk to it like say do it like a talking head type vlog and you can move around a little bit and it would move around to track your face so it would feel like you have a cameraman wait so you actually see this product thing like bouncing around like moving around yeah, it's moving on a swivel. Like my phone is on this little swivel and it's tracking my face and it's like, oh, there you go. Oh, there you go. And it's like moving around to track Wally, me. It's so Wally. cool. Remember Wally? Wally. Um, yeah. But um, that's awesome. Well, okay. So I do want to ask you a couple more questions. Well, first off, what. What, what else do you want to add? I want you to really kind of share more about your business if you have anything else to add out there. I want people to get an idea that you are extremely useful tool to them, um, especially with the social media. I have people asking me all the time, like, well, gosh, you know, how do I get more Instagram likes and stuff? And that really, I feel like, sadly enough, you know, in the time that we live in, like, that's that's how we get approval for you know, more businesses out there being in contact with you. Um, what else do you want to add on your business side? Uh, I would just say that um, my whole approach has always been to practice what I preach. So meaning I put out content that is fairly regular. It has a, a strategy. It's intended to entertain and inform. And what that's done is it's gotten me a lot of business because I'm doing the thing that I sell. Um, so it's kind of like, that is the proof itself. A lot of people contact me and they're like, I wanted to do videos like yours. Like they can see, I'm basically showcasing my work, um, through the content that I create. So that's been super beneficial. And I would say it's really important to have an overall strategy. Uh, for example, I went a little silent on Instagram for the last couple months because I was sort of rethinking how I wanted to approach it. Um, and what my overall goal was kind of like went in line with tightening up my niche and so on. Now that I got it, I'm like rip roaring, um, through the content and the, the basic strategy that has helped me not feel overloaded is I create one pillar piece of content per week and then I splinter it off into little smaller pieces of content. So let's just say as an example, I wanted to review the Nike training Instagram, and I thought that would just make a good piece of content. Um, I might create a podcast around that. I might create a three to five minute video around that. And then I might do like little shorter videos and I'll, you know, do some writing and some posts. So basically I only had one, one real piece of content, but I found a way to create a week's worth of content out of it. Um, and that it does uh, a couple of things. A, it makes it manageable. So you're not always just grasping at tree. You're not just like, gotta make something today. Gotta make something today. You know, you're able to just kind of think of it on a weekly basis. And uh, it also keeps you focused. It makes sure that your content has a theme and it's not all over the place. Like one minute you're taking pictures of your food. The next minute you're like jumping off uh, out of a tree or whatever. You know, it's like it keeps things sort of on online and. It's nice to have a theme so people know what, know what you're about. I love it. I love it. Guys, so uh, Bal's your man. Like, he really knows. And I'm not going to cuss on here. He knows his shit stuff. He knows his stuff. And he knows how to help you. You can check out his website. You, um, share with us. What's your, what is your social accounts? And we'll put it on our show notes as well. But share with us. Yeah. Well, the two main ones modernerd.co. It's both my URL and my Instagram handle. Modernerd, 
So two N's back to back, dot C-O. Nice. Love it. Now, I have one more question for you. So get ready. Okay. Um, what is your honest truth that has led you on a path to success in maintaining a healthy lifestyle? My honest truth? Um, I would say that's just uh, playing to my strengths, um, knowing what my weaknesses are, um, and just going with the stuff that I'm good at. For example, I've noticed that I'm not a big reader anymore. Like I don't read long form, like reading books makes me sleepy. So I just like went all in on the audiobooks and the podcast and I've become a voracious audio learner. Um, and it's just uh, like I listen to a book a week and I do it while I'm at the gym, while I'm walking to the coffee shop. Um, I can't imagine it any other way. I feel like anyone who's not doing that is missing out. Um, and then, yeah, just uh, being aware of what I'm good at. I like creating content. I like connecting with people. Um, three years ago, my job had me sitting in front of a computer for 12 hours a day, staring at a screen. You know, I realized that I didn't like that, and it was very important for me to change that. So I just put one step in front of the other and had a long-term plan and kind of like worked my way towards there. Now I'm able to travel and work for myself and my job involves a lot of collaboration. So when I, it, is, it didn't happen overnight, but like it happened because I made it happen. <laughs> it didn't just fall in my lap. Okay, so we've got to say that again because, um, and I, I thank you for being honest with that, but there's a lot of people that get so hung up of, well, no, I can do it when. I can do it when, or my life will be better when. And especially when I talk to clients and like their mental awareness with, um, you know, their health, because this is all about health. It's the mental aspect, but it's also that self-talk that I tell them. Um, and you said something very important that I want to say one more time to all my listeners. And you said, it wasn't easy, but I made it happen. And I made it happen. Uh, shoot. <laughs> one I, step in front of the other. One, I just, I had an overall plan that I never forgot. And everything I did in one way or another was leveling up towards this. It was, everything was always going towards me working for myself, being completely independent, and having total freedom of my time and where I am. And you made it happen because you made it happen. Like, it was all on you. It's not about making excuses, but it's about doing it, put your, putting your head up high, or basically just diving in. And we talked about that earlier, about it's not about failing, but saying, retraining the brain, and saying that failure is a part of winning. And my friend, you are definitely winning from what I see. So keep going. Um, I love it. I love everything about you. I'm so excited for you to be in L.A., um, I am so grateful for you and for all of your help that you've contributed to me and my brand, just being honest. Um, and I'm just, I'm just, I'm so grateful for your time on the podcast today. And, um, let's get you out there. Let's get some JVH listeners on your side as well. So I know there's a lot out there that could use your help. So, Mr. Yes. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing you in the flesh and uh, giving you a big hug. It's going to be awesome. Thanks for having me on your podcast. All right. Um, guys, this has been another 
fabulous episode um, of the JBH podcast. We hope you gained so much. Actually, we know you did. So keep on smiling. We know you gained so much in so much impact insight from this podcast episode. Please, please, please subscribe if you want to. We would love to have you listen to our weekly podcasts um, on Apple Podcasts. So you can check that out on iTunes. It's just being honest, being without a G. And we'll talk to you very, very soon. We've got more sponsor announcements to come. Kiss, kiss, hug, hug. Peace, love, ciao!